I love the grilling you're getting as like the new person in the podcast. What's your favorite Resident Evil? Do you have the Civilization board game expansion? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what, oh, what fucking oh. vaccine did you get? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Kieran Verbruge. Hello. Adam Ryan. Hello. Nathan Hennessy. Hello. And making her debut, Bianca Rose. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Bianca. Yes, hello. (laughs) (laughs) How are we doing? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. How's everybody else? Yeah, we're right. Yeah, good, mate. Freshly vaxxed, mate. I'm ready to <clears throat> Freshly pass vaxxed. out and yeah, crash. Yeah, you sound in tip-top condition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> vaxxed, yeah. waxed, and ready to podcast. Vaxxed and ready. I was thinking, like, what can I say? Vaxxed and ready to, and I couldn't find anything that rhymed with it. Vaxxed and ready to wax? No. Ooh. Get ready for the summer? Mm, no, too early. Yeah, that's different content entirely. <laughs> I don't know. Start which, strong. Uh, which vax did you get? Which jab? Oh, I went for the Pfizer. I was oh, going to yeah? go with the Astro Zucchini and they changed it on me like three days beforehand. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Just yeah. get it in me. Fair. Fair. Well, good Can job, you, uh, you got yours as well. Did you have it last week? I can't remember. Yeah. No, not last we spoke, no. I got it on... Adam, uh, you don't even need one. No I, I booked mine in today, October 4th <laughs> for me. Very nice. Nice. Bianca, how about, how about yourself? Halfway there, as nice. Bon Jovi would say. Which one did you get? <laughs> um, the Pfizer. I'm, I'm the only one on Team, a, T, Team Astra. Wait, Adam, what, what are you going? Pfizer, mate, I'm hey, not a pensioner. <laughs> <laughs> wow that is hurtful sorry mate <sighs> no, no. Mm, alright okay. well we've got a pretty big show uh, there's lots to talk about tons, huge uh, so let's get straight into it uh, what has everybody been playing since we spoke last week I Bianca you can keep oh, us off actually yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. good pass over uh, me <laughs> I um I I've, I've gone back to Hades again. Um I I I played it I waited for it to come out physically on the Switch first and then once it got added to Game Pass I was like I need to get all those achievements. So <laughs> uh I'm back at it again. Um apart from that played a bit of Valorant last night getting back into that a little. Uh but that's about it. Hades has been the main Main game for me at the moment. Love it. Every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Nice. I actually did meant to mention, um, apologies, um, pretty terrible, as you've just seen with the intros, but um, you actually uh, do a bit of streaming. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been streaming on Twitch for, I probably, I, I feel like it's a year and a half, two years. So 
So I've got a little small community going and um, no, I love it. Play a variety of stuff. So I've actually expanded out to playing a lot of different games. So I'm a pretty new fan to Resident Evil. So I've played one all the way through to eight now on stream. And that's been really enjoyable because, awesome. yeah, I had no previous experience. I had no idea what I was getting into with either of the games. And uh, I think it's get I get scared quite easily. I usually don't like horror. Um, I think getting to enjoy absolutely peeing my pants through seven, especially um, with an audience was super, super fun. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a, what I do a couple of times a week. Um, nice. But yeah, no, I love Resi. And there's some, there's some videos on YouTube um as well yeah of at least uh, some of the resident yes evil. yeah so my my resident evil 7 gameplay um is all up on youtube i've broken it up into i think three parts and uh, i've almost finished with my village gameplay as well so it's all my first reactions and you know best of jump scares so if you really want to see me uh crap myself that's a uh, you look for a good laugh uh you can definitely check them out on my channel as well Definitely worse. <laughs> uh, I really saw two, two when you said Resident questions. Evil oh, just then. Sorry, Zach, but I just saw, I saw light in Zach's eyes for the first time in probably like ten years. <laughs> I, haven't even, I haven't even known him that long, but like. <laughs> um, so, first question: Which has been your favorite uh, game to play? It's a, it's a big question. That's it's there's only, hard. There's only one right answer. There is, there's one. There's only one wrong answer. Yeah. I think is what you mean. Um, it's definitely no. not six. Um, hey, that's good right yeah. at the that, bottom. That's a good start. Right yep. at good the start. bottom. Um, well, yeah, probably. Second last. I feel yeah, like there's a bit of I, I feel like there's a bit, a bit of bias here, but I really there's I've got a special spot in my heart for number two. Um, <sighs> See, right answer. I told you this. Fuck. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, otherwise, seven. I I loved Ooh. seven, but like mm-hmm, I mm-hmm, I loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep going. Two, seven. Look at the sheet I'd set you before. No, no, she's going (laughs) solid. No, 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 I'm liking this. No, I don't know. I'm scared I'm going to, like, cause some arguments here. No, you're hitting the marks. You are sending Zach on an absolute roller Two, seven. (laughs) I'm worried I'm not going to place four as high as, like, what people want. Because I really enjoyed four. Put it at the bottom. Fuck with him. No, no, I liked four. Four was one of the best ones. I think the remake will probably. Oh god, I can't wait till it. they reveal like that, that. That'll be decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think that's going to knock it up a few on the rungs. Hopefully. When when is that coming to? Because that's going VR and Oculus, isn't it? Oh uh, so, no, no. So there's that. There's the VR one, but then there was also leaked documents from Capcom. I think about it was late a last remake. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Slated for I want to say 2023. I'd love if they brought Nick Apostolidis back. He's the one who played Leon in the two remake. I reckon that would be amazing. And mm. I've I've seen him like do. I think I've seen this people right. be like, "Oh, look, he's in his <laughs> mocap suit again." But like, you just don't know. So anyway, I'm not going to keep well, ranking the Resident Evil games. We we could be here all night. So <laughs> okay, well, uh, the the second question there was actually going to just two. But okay. This is but you've just you've just brought up another one. Favorite Leon, so I'm assuming oh, from, fuck. from the here re- we go <laughs> from the remake. So we are officially changing tonight's hot topic. Let's do it. It's all Resident yep. Evil. Strapped um, in. Favorite Leon, <laughs> not six. <laughs> uh, Fair. Oh, I've got his jacket from six too. Shout out. 
Oh, that's sorry. Probably, that's probably the one redeeming factor. Right? <laughs> yeah. It is a good jacket, actually. I wore it around Europe. I um, mean, it was a good jacket. Best Leon. Oh, I Number four, baby. I, I was going to say four, four, but, like, sure. again, there was a Same bit hair. of bias me saying two Ooh, yeah. because that was the first time I, like, met him, you know? So, mm. but, like, he... he re- Worst <laughs> character? Ashley. Across all franchises. Oh, yeah. Nah, um, fair shout. She sucks. Yeah. All right. Uh, final question. Uh, where can people check out your uh, videos? Oh, okay. Um, so I go by Stormy, which is S-T-O-R-M-I-E. Um, so Stormy Plays is my YouTube channel. You can find me there. Um, and then I've also got a Twitch channel called Stormy Streams. So um, that's where you can uh, find me playing whole bunch of stuff. I'm actually going to be playing RE7 and VR hopefully in the next few weeks for the first time. So um, if you're looking forward to more scares, um, you're in for a treat, I think. (laughs) Amazing. Awesome. All right, I'll get Jordan to uh, to link those in there. Nathan, what have you been playing? Can we come back to me? I got so caught up in that conversation, I forgot. Uh, Well, I had one game in my PS5 pretty much nonstop for the past two weeks, and we'll get Mm. to that soon. Um, But I think in the meantime, I want to say that I... I, I, shit, I was going to play some more Skyward Sword and then I loaded up Bravely Default, I played two minutes of that, decided no, I can't have more JRPGs on my plate right now and that's probably the most that I've played, <laughs> I've probably played five minutes of something that wasn't to be advised, to talk about later, um, yeah, i got a game that I'm freshly obsessed with so we'll get around to that. Alright, that was... Um... A lot. That was a lot. No, to I just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you seem I've stressed had, about that okay? situation. Yeah, mate, mate. I've literally. So I had a motherfucker of a day. You got a rise at work. out of me. Sure. <laughs> Can I have a round of applause? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a big day, and then I went straight to my vax, and now I've only just gotten here, so I've not taken a breather. I'm fucking knackered. You got Pfizer brain. Pfizer brained. Yeah. Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Adam what have you been playing Uh, outside of what we'll talk about shortly very little I've played I've made a a tiny bit of progress with Death's Door Um, I got a hold of the the greatest weapon in the game which is the Umbrella which I love dearly (laughs) Um, but outside of that really I've not I've not played much in the way of video games I I tried out a new book new board game. I played Carcassonne for the first time, yep, boy. Uh, which is a, an absolute classic of a board game. And for good reason, it absolutely kicks ass. And it's an absolute bitch of a thing to play with mates because all you do is stab each other in the back in tiny little square format. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've done this week. Can those, I get those two things? I want to get in on this real quick. So I've, pl- I've got Carcassonne, right? I've played half a game of Carcassonne with myself during lockdown, right? Good. Can you imagine how hard it is to play Carcassonne by yourself? I can't like, tell which tile did I put down, which was Nathan 1 and which was Nathan 2. It's fucking impossible. And then I'm like, hey, April, can you play with me? Because I can't do this by myself. I cannot. She's like, no, nah, it looks boring. No, she's so wrong, though. It's The game's great. It's one of those classic broke. ones where, like, the premise doesn't sound exciting, it but the gameplay is, is excellent. You want to build some roads, Mum? What? Like, like what are you? 
My, it's um, great. Everyone should play Carcassonne. Yeah. My partner and I learned how to play the Civilization New Dawn board game, and that took yes, just so yes. much to absorb, but it was so much oh. fun. It was really good. Love board games as well. Fuck yes. So I've got Excellent. that, and I still haven't punched the cardboard for once again. <laughs> My partner's like, yeah, looks a bit boring. She likes Civ. But uh, it, it looks like it looks like a bit to take in at first. Oh uh, yeah, any YouTube um, video I can find that's gonna walk walk and talk me through it first. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, I'm such way. a visual person. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if mm. you give me something and you're like, "B, read it," and I'm like, "Oh, mm. oh nothing of it's going yeah. in." So, yeah, I have to do both. Absolutely. You, yeah, yeah. When you play New Dawn, the board game, that's that's quite fun. Ooh, and do you have the expansion? No, not yet. No. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I'll let you go. I'll get a bit excited. (laughs) I love the grilling you're getting as like the new person in the podcast. What's your favorite Resident Evil? Do you have the Civilization board game expansion? (laughs) What what fucking vaccine did you get? (laughs) (laughs) We could ask some big questions. Haven't we already? There's there's a bigger one. I thought oh, you no. Than all oh three. no! I thought you were gonna grill me for my chair actually earlier, and I was like, no, the KDA chairs are great. Okay, great. Because when you guys were like, oh, what are you playing? I'm like, definitely not gonna mention I play League. Um. It's <laughs> 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 fine. Yeah, we don't hate on League. I can't play it. I get too grumpy. <laughs> I'm a, I'm an asshole playing it. I can't do it. You know what all I'm right. talking about. Kieran, what have you been playing? Probably uh, nothing that you can talk about. Yeah, pretty much. Well, like, talk about a bit later. Uh, I'm pretty much the same, except I've not really played anything yeah, outside of what we'll talk about. Briefly, Anna and I uh, played a little bit more of Little Hope. Um, nice. Yeah, it's fine, but that's um, pretty much it. This is fresh off the back of playing the first one, yeah? Yeah, see, I'd already started both of them. I think I might have told you that or said yeah, that yeah. previously. Um, you you finished the first one now, though, yeah? We finished Did the you first like one. it? Because uh, yes. I played Little Hope. and Oh, no, actually, I never finished Little Hope. I played Madame Madan, though. Yeah, that was a bit bum. I'd probably give it a <laughs> six, mm. maybe, if I'm feeling kind. Didn't you? I oh, know. Yeah. I thought you reviewed it for a half a sec there. And then I was like, well, no, I reckon you would have given it a six, but it was Dylan, yeah? Uh, yeah. I think you gave it yeah. a seven from memory. Yep. Um, but Little Hope, I think, is better. Uh, I think, and I actually played a lot more of that at first, like when I first played it. Um, and I do quite like it. The cast is still a bit annoying, but mm. it's, it's fine. It's better. Um, all right. <clears throat> Let's get stuck straight into the meat of this uh of this show i'll go very very quickly because i got two quick games to talk about before i join in with uh kieran a bit later but two australian made games that i've uh played one is for review one was for a preview until i did a podcast recently and realized that i actually wasn't playing the first part of the game i was just playing a, a demo that was just made to show off like the game um so i spent like six hours playing Lens Island, uh, the the demo for that the <laughs> made in Australia, which is like next week, uh, next month, sorry, or this month, and uh, yeah, it turns out uh, I was like, oh, I found like the world like quite small. And he's like, yeah, that's only like ten percent of the actual. It's like, <laughs> a little, it's like a little made demo for the. I was like, oh, I was gonna say, yeah, the world was pretty small. Like, I, f- I feel like I've cut down every friggin' tree on that little island. Um, he's more surprised than you. He didn't realize he'd made a sixty-hour game. <laughs> 
No, uh, six, not 60. Jesus. Um, but yeah, so Lens Island is like, uh, the way I described it was a, a genre cocktail. It's like uh, house building, farming, crafting, uh, exploration, and it's a dungeon crawler as well. Um, so it's like Diablo mixed with like Stardew Valley, I think is what he said to me uh, when, I, when I was chatting to him. Sold. Um, and as I told him, I was like, these kinds of games, because I, I remember telling Kieran, I was like, do you reckon anyone would be keen to preview this because this is not really my kind of game, like not at all. But then I played it and I was like, this is, this is sick. This is awesome. Um, and I actually wanted to play more, but I was like, no, it's a, just a demo. Like I want to, I want to save some of the island for, for when I actually play the full game. Took him six hours to play the 10 minute demo already. <laughs> what, what, what more can you do? That is um, the most Zach Jackson thing ever, isn't it? But, uh, but no, it's like, it's, and it's, it's beautiful. Like the, Little Island is uh, gorgeous. So basically you, you play as a character called Len and you arrive on this island and you basically got to build a life there. Um, and the full game, there's like towns and you can trade with like NPCs and stuff like that. And But basically you go out, you know, chop down trees, build your house like kind of in the Sims and shit. And then there's also these caves you can go and explore and, um, you know, you have like combat and fight monsters and stuff like that. And it's, it's very, very, very cool. Um as I said to the guy, uh, Julian, um, it was like, it was kind of that game where I was like, I'll just play for like one more day, like in game, like day. And I was like, Oh, you know, I've been playing for two hours now. Um, so I did quite enjoy it. Uh, coming, out, Valley. coming out November 6th in early access on steam. Um, yeah, all the made in Australia content will be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, um, what? Yes. Uh, yeah. So that, that'll be coming, coming out. There's a podcast and I know I've only done th- three, two. This is the, this is the third podcast that I've done. Uh, this is easily the best one. No disrespect to the other people who have been on it, but, uh, I think it's more my interview skills of this type of thing is getting better. So, and, but this guy was awesome to talk to. Um, so check it out. <clears throat> the other game that I've been playing for review uh, is webbed, which is the other made in Australia uh, game that I'm doing this month. Uh, the podcast I'm editing at the moment. If you're wondering where it is, you're probably not. But it should be coming this this week. So webbed is a little uh, like pixel art uh, platformer where you play as a, a little jumping spider uh, and a female jumping spider, and your boyfriend has been kidnapped by a I want to say a bow bird. I think that's the bird. The yeah, we've it. all been there. True. Um, anyway, and then you go and find it. You go and find your your boyfriend and rescue him. But uh, along the way, you got to make friends with ants. Oh, no. Ants. Not ants. Um, ants, your mortal enemy. They are my mortal <laughs> enemy. I hate them. They just get everything. Like you drop a fucking a grain of sugar on the floor from a bloody jube and there's like a nest of ants the next day. That's oh, like, no, you've got him started on ants. Speaking of sugar and ants, have you heard about Jack Jumpers, mate? Do you remember Jack Jumpers <laughs> from primary school? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I call that move. No, I'm not going to go there. Anyway. Um, the jackass. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, fuck, what was I talking about? Webbed. Yeah, so uh, his little jumping spider, super cute. Um 
but the cool thing about it is that you can spin webs. It's kind of like Miles Morales, like deconstructed a lot to like pixel art. Um, but you can swing from like trees and stuff like that. Uh, it's really, really cool. You can either, but there's sort of two ways to play it. You can either um, fang it through the trees and whatnot, or you can um, just sort of go a bit slow and go your own way. There's side objectives. Well, I don't know what's happening right now. Why is everyone laughing? <laughs> I think it was the combination of you comparing it to Miles Morales and then saying fanging it through the trees. <laughs> the combination just, it tickled me. Um, anyway, yeah, so you do that. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's okay. It was fun at first. It's kind of shit me up the wall a little bit now. I haven't finished it. Um, it's, I don't want to say it's tedious, but it's because it might just be me just being shit. But it is, you have to like, shut up, Karen. You have to get your web and uh, transport items to other places by using the web. So you got to like stick it to like the wall. So you got to like lift it up. Imagine, yeah, you're like a pulley sort of system, but using your web to. Right, okay. And, and it can be, and you've got, oh, by the way, uh, your spider that, that you play has a fucking laser because why not? So you can shoot I feel like that's not a, a by the way sort <laughs> yeah, of thing. Yeah, minor detail. Yeah. yeah like has a laser. I forgot to mention, yeah. doesn't he have lasers? Is this okay. like for, for combat purposes, I'm guessing? Uh, no. It's like to, to, kill, to kill those damn ants? No, you can't kill them. I, I've tried. Um, <laughs> I stood there and just held down the bloody shoot laser button at the ant. Um, but no, it's to like... To cut your webs, it's yeah, to yep. um, right. push items along in the world. So you might have like, so in the in the nest for the ants, you have to help make a mech ant, like a big robot ant that they're building to go and fight fire ants. Um, Adorable. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you basically got to shoot along legs and find cogs and pull them out of like areas, and it's just it's just a bit draining. I'm kind of just sick of it now. Uh, so thankfully, I've just finished the the ant part and now, but now, but it's there's lots of it's like a if Ubisoft made real budget indie games, it kind of feels a bit like that. There's like a lot of checklisting. I'm making this game oh, so okay. if it's mm-hmm, super mm-hmm. bad, but um, so now I've got to go and find like fuel and yeah. So it's like go find cogs to put in these things. Go find legs to put in the mech ant. Go turn on these pipes. And it's like, mate, just, just, no, no more. No more ants. I'm done. Anyway, uh, it's, it's fine. I probably want to say I'm going to give it a seven, but I don't know yet. Because it is yeah, good. Nice. But I don't know if I'm hating it a little bit. So there you go. Web, uh, check out all the uh, content for that coming soon. It's going to be amazing. All right, who, Adam, you can go next because your review's been published, so. Yes. So for the last week or so, I've been playing Fist, Forged in Shadow Torch, which is a very stylish, very cool, very fun Metroidvania action game where you play as a rabbit with a gigantic metal fist strapped to his back, which should definitely be the thing that catches your your attention. Uh, so his name is Rayton, R-A-Y-T-O-N, and he's like a, an, an ex-freedom freedom fighter, I, I suppose. 
that was fighting back against the the iron dogs, which are these iron dogs, believe it or not. They're these bipedal robotic dogs. That everything in the game is is based around animals and incredibly cool. But yeah, Torch City is kind of where the the game is set around. It's this they call it a diesel punk, so like steampunk, but run off diesel instead of steam. I would imagine. Uh, but it has kind of the, the same trimmings, lots of pipes, lots of industrial look. And you make your way through the world after he gets pulled back into things because his big bear friend gets uh, taken away by the Iron Dogs and arrested. So he gets pulled back into the the life that he didn't want to get pulled back into. He's a very gruff rabbit. So you might think that, you know, rabbit cute. Nah, he's got a real deep gravelly voice and he's he's going for that real badass look with the, the big the big coat. I don't know. I'm probably getting caught up in the rabbit thing a bit too much. Uh, but yeah, so it's a Metroidvania action game. The, the combat is top notch. It's, it's a real good time. You have three main weapons. You have the giant metal fist, then you get a drill later on and then a whip a bit later on than that. Uh, the drill I think Kieran can probably attest to is the way to go because the, the combos are just silky smooth. Uh, but yeah, combat is very combo based. And there are certain special attacks that you can use that drain a meter as well. Uh, to begin with, it starts off very, very simplistic, as as you would kind of expect. But I think maybe that lasts for a little bit too long. I started to, to feel like maybe the combat was going to be a bit bare bones before they started introducing the, the combos and the abilities. Once they do, obviously, things open up massively because it is a, a great old time. And every every hit is very weighty and has a lot of has a lot of punch to it which is which is always good uh but being a, a metroidvania as you unlock abilities you can traverse more of the world which is fantastic as well the level design is great there's plenty of little hidden things to discover and different paths you can take to to get collectibles or unlock things a little bit earlier than you would uh like secondary uh secondary items like a, a gun that ho- that like with with homing missiles or two, two like staves that you can parry attacks with and whatnot. So you you have a reason to explore other than the world is just good looking and fun to explore. Uh, boss enemies are a blast, if not a bit unbalanced in places. Uh, they're they're fun to fight until they're not. I know that kind of sounds stupid, but if you have the certain abilities unlocked, I think there'll be more of a breeze. But if you're going with one build over another, you sometimes feel a bit punished for it. So abilities that maybe take you a bit further across the screen will help with certain AOE sort of bosses. Whereas if you've, yeah, I don't know, if you don't build out your character in the right way, it can feel a bit grindy. Like you have to go back through, collect resources and then level up in one area than the other but you know that's that's not too big an issue probably the the biggest issue the game has is the narrative like the the world is really cool the characters are cool but the writing is rough it it is really rough and it it might be due to, to translation but it's it's on the nose it's 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 a rough time so i really i wanted to care about Rayton and his his animal friends, but I think I gave up about an hour in, which is unfortunate. But yeah, the game is is real. It's a real good time, and the platforming segments that a lot of a lot of the time, if you take combat out of things and you have like forced stealth sections or forced uh, 
platforming sections that that can really take you out of it. But the platforming is good enough where that doesn't feel like a hindrance. Like every time I had the combat takeaway, I actually had a real good time because the the platforming's very smooth and very responsive. But yeah, the game is very very solid. <clears throat> nice one, and you gave it a. I gave it a seven point five. I had a real good time, but the some of the the combat hiccups tied in with the the story just being a bit of a wet fart was yeah un- a bit unfortunate. What was the main character's name? Rayton. Rayton did you, Rabbit. Did you, did you get to make any Rayton jokes with your score? No. No. Oh, uh, I, I missed it. I completely missed it. Miss- oh, mate. I know. <laughs> I was hanging out um, for it, guys. Um, yeah, I uh, fucked it. <laughs> I'm hurting. There's a few animal puns in there, but I, yeah, I completely missed Rayton. Ah, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Kieran, you played it for press start, uh, giving it an eight. Mm. Uh, anything you want to add? Fight Adam uh, for? No, Adam, Adam pretty much nailed it, I think. Um, super, super fun arcade fighter style combat in a Metroidvania works surprisingly well. Um, yeah. but yeah, I did, uh, I distinctly remember messaging Adam about a particular boss and being like, absolutely <laughs> fuck this guy. Yeah. Um, and I completely that was a, agree. I guess partially that was a byproduct of, of having to review the game by a, by a deadline and not wanting to go back and explore for another like you know hour or so to get the stuff that i needed to make that fight easier so i think obviously if you're um a fan of the metroidvania genre and you're going for that full completion you're not really going to get tripped up in the same way so um but yeah uh and yeah the other i guess the other the other knock on it was that i uh stopped caring about the narrative halfway through which as adam said it kind of just falls off but um the world is super cool um and it runs on the it's the Unreal Engine, right? Yep. Yeah. So it um it looks super super pretty. Um, a lot of the cityscapes when you're kind of on the top level and you're out in in Torch City remind me of uh, Midgar and the Final Fantasy VII remake. Those like uh, greens and oranges of that like industrial cityscape. So that was um definitely a highlight there. But uh yeah. Yeah, Otherwise, the world is really interesting, head. which I think uh makes it makes it worse the fact that the the story doesn't kind of match because mm. there's that that great backdrop and then it doesn't quite get realize the potential of it but yeah regardless the world is is very cool and it's it's cool to be a part of but it's anthropomorphic animals zach so you'd love it <laughs> I, was yep. gonna, I was gonna say um sounds like my kind of thing but uh no ants in it at all no ants didn't encounter a single ant a few rats, uh, though. You might be around that. Yeah, rats. Now, now we're talking. Speaking of rats, uh, who wants to go next? No, oh. I thought you had. Something <laughs> wasn't there. a segue at all. I was you it? had something there. Um, <laughs> I was, no, I have nothing. Really. <laughs> well, why don't you and I talk about something? We can, if you if you would like, if you want I to share. W- sure, I've uh, I've got to at some point. Um, I've got I've got a few games to talk about this week. I've been I've been busy and forgive me if I uh, take some time to remember any of these games because they've all kind of blended together in the last like week or so. Uh, but one of the one of the ones I've been playing is the Artful Escape, which is something that we featured on Well Played quite a bit in the in the lead up to release, being a uh, Aussie made game. Um, 
being made by Melbourne's own Johnny Galvatron of the Galvatron's fame. Um, and Zach actually did, uh, what month was it for, for Made in Australia? It was a while ago, yeah? Last, last year, I think. I think it was last year or, or very, no, it might have been early this year. But um, yeah, we featured uh, his studio, which is Beethoven and Dinosaur, which is a pretty rad name. Very cool name. Um, I just remember asking him like what the story was behind the name. And I got like a one sentence answer. Was it just like, like, it was like, it's cool. I thought it was cool. He goes, I really like Beethoven and I really like dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And Um, I mean, it doesn't need to be more philosophical than that, does it? I like these two things and I mashed uh, them together. So, yeah. Well, I think Uh, it it, it makes sense because like he didn't have time to think of a studio name because his brain was very busy with this game. This game is just like a cacophony of creative juices and lights and sounds and music and just like colors colors and just everything you can imagine um all put into uh i guess what is essentially like a side-scrolling narrative adventure Mm. um so it's uh there's there's one i just want to quickly point out one thing because actually i haven't i haven't told you this so this is this is like bombshell Ooh, uh, but okay. I just, I'm working on a piece for this game because this game blew my little fucking Tasmanian now Melbourne mind. Um, but there's a there's a there's a line in the game which is maybe like a third of the way in, and Lightman, who's one of the main characters, mm. he says to uh, Francis Vendetti, who's the main who who is the main character that you play, um, an artist's job is to give the audience something that they could never have imagined, um, and to me like that like playing this game even though like i'd seen the screenshots i'd seen the trailers actually sitting down and playing it i was like how the fuck did this guy come up with this game yeah like um but it's awesome that's Um, it yeah but i i thought that that line was 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 very that stood out quite a bit that's very cool i didn't i don't remember that so thank you for um you're welcome for bringing that up that is that is some good stuff i'm your backing track mate Thank on you. Your, your dance squad. <laughs> don't oh, give man. me music terms, mate. You know I don't understand them. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but I'll, I'll let you talk about the main stuff. Sure. The main beats. Um, the Artful Escape, it's about, uh, as Zach said, a guy named Francis Vendetti. Um, he lives in a little town called Calypso, and Calypso is obsessed with his late uncle, Johnson Vendetti, who is a folk musician. Uh, so it kind of opens up on the eve of uh, the Johnson Vendetti festival where they kind of just celebrate this guy and, and play his music and stuff. And, and Francis is booked to uh, play a show um, on which, you know, his uncle is pretty much the entire poster and his name's like a little bit at the top there. Um, but uh, yeah, you kind of get the sense that he's kind of living in his uncle's shadow and he's got this pressure on him to, to be a folk musician and, and kind of, you know, walk the line as well. Um, and uh, somewhere along the way, he winds up uh, being abducted by aliens, kind of, in a way. Um, he gets visited in, in the night by a, by a mysterious being, and, and he, he goes up into the uh, Cosmic Extraordinary, which is like a world between worlds. Um, and he meets Lightman, who, who Zach was talking about, who's like this, you know, cosmic musician, I guess. Um, and, and, uh, a girl named Violetta, who's like a lighting technician. Um, and they kind of take him on this journey to meet the Glamagon, which is like this 
ex, you know, super extraterrestrial being who's like the, the ultimate judge of music and he has to go and play with the Glamagon and be deemed worthy. And it's about this journey of him doing that. Um, and really kind of, I, I guess, just about finding himself as a musician um, and kind of stepping out of the shadow of his uncle and, and finding his own voice. And uh, essentially it just takes him on this like roller coaster ride of just weird shit. He just goes to these like weird alien cosmic places and there's, there's just, you know, these beings that fill up like half the screen and are just colors and wings and light and feathers and just all kinds of crazy shit. And, uh, you know, he just meets all these, all these people in all these places and, and sort of works his way up. Um, but, uh, in terms of gameplay, it's, it's pretty much just a, a basic platformer for, for most of the, well, it's like, you know, a little bit of a narrative adventure where you, you know, walk around and talk to different characters. Um, and then usually you'll go to somewhere new and you'll do like a light kind of platforming sequence, which isn't much more than just sort of running to the right and jumping every now and then. Um, and then you kind of like jam with one of the like, you know, bigger sort of names in that area, uh, these, these different beings and stuff. And there's like a, a five button musical key that the game uses, um, which kind of applies to when you're, when you're jamming or when you're interacting with objects and stuff. Um, and Francis kind of plays his, his astral guitar. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like four to five hours of just seeing lots of cool shit and pressing buttons and making music happen. And I don't know. You have anything to add to that, Zach? So yeah, so when when you do like the gameplay sort of stuff, you can basically run right like run along, um, and you just put, just hold uh, the X button if you're playing on Xbox because mm. it's a, a Xbox exclusive, um, and, and it'll, it'll be on Game Pass. So if you have to have an Xbox, which I think everyone apart from Nathan here does, um, called out definitely definitely check it out. Or well, when you do get yours, uh, yeah, definitely check it out. But yeah, so when you go from you know when you move through the through the world, most of the time, you can just hold down the X button and just shred. You can just run along and just you know, he'll just wail like on his guitar, um, and uh, this will often like light up stuff like in the world. Um, so it'll you know um, environments will come alive or creatures in the world will like yeah come alive and sort of dance and it's just everything about it is just it's just amazing. Um, it's it's and the voice cast is like the writing and the voice acting is excellent. You could, if you've heard some of it, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if some people think maybe it's a bit cringe, um, but I think it's it, it, it doesn't stray too far in, into that territory for me. Like it, it knows exactly what it's trying to do and trying to be, um, and the voice acting is excellent. It's got um, some pretty big, I just got up the, the cast list there and it's, it's got some like pretty big names in Carl it. Carl Weathers is yeah. Lightman, which Ooh. is, he does a very, very good job. Yeah. Mm. And um, then there's Jason Schwartzman. Jason mm-hmm. Schwartzman. He's uh, um, this main alien guy. Yeah. Uh, Lena um, Hetty as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's some, some really, yeah, some big names and they're all, and most of the time when you, when, when you hear that, you know, big actors are going to do voice acting, you kind of, you know, they're just, cashing in a, a quick check but these guys 12 all, minutes all the people here um <laughs> they're all um yeah they're all fa- like fantastic and the soundtrack like the backing tracks to each of the levels is excellent um and yeah like just the worlds like the worlds just the detail and the the just the wackiness and the just 
I don't know how, how to explain it. It's just a game that you have to experience to understand. That's the hard part. That's literally like that's literally what I wrote is, in my review is like I can't tell you what this is like. You have to play it. Like so, like my that's like awesome. the the working title that I've got for my little fluff piece is uh, it's a, it's a celebration in video game creativity. Is like it's just something that you could you would never have imagined that you would be playing. And you know, on paper, you're playing a a young man finding himself through who finds himself through playing guitar that you jam with big fucking giant monsters in fucking space like none of it makes any sense <laughs> um but it all it just works like the way they've done it just works mm. very well and it's a good length it, it doesn't like you know i think if it went for maybe a couple of hours it probably would have got a bit repetitive because it, it does play with that a little bit towards the end it does kind of get but it knows that. I, I think it does that quite. It does that quite well in these battles where. So the battles are like, you know, like Paraka the Rapper, where you got to push X, Y, whatever, um, to to the to the beat. So uh, there's like the big boss will be like, you know, push this button, then you push it, kind of thing, and it goes dun, 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 like, yeah. Um, but it's pretty. It's pretty forgiving. So, um, but yeah, overall, I fucking loved it. It's probably my game of the year so far. Wow! 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 That's okay. huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually uh, slid into Johnny Galvatron's DMs the other day, and I was like, "Mate, your game is fucking dope. Give me the soundtrack." And he's like, "No, nah, comes out on launch day." <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, it's a pro team. Should have said, "Still not as good as Returnal, bro." <laughs> uh, better than Returnal. <laughs> Oof. Uh, I do, I do love that idea of of games that you have to experience to to fully understand what they are. Something like um. It makes me think of journey, like when you explain yeah. journey to someone. No, that's it, of, it's exactly like that because when you explain journey, you're like the people are like, "What are you doing?" It you're like, "Well, you go forward." So yeah, like, you walk like, through sand like, and you like chirp at people, but when you play same. it, it's it's such a like an emotive and emotional game. So it, it the fact that I get those kind of vibes from how mm. you guys are describing it is is a it's like journey meets plus. journey. Yeah, and it's and it's almost, <laughs> the soundtrack and just the feel of it. It almost has this like Pixar that kind of uh, good nature like feel like just like the feeling to it. Mm. So there's a scene like right towards right. the end or like the very last level, um, not the very last one, but the one where you go off to be in the last like the last world. And there's this like awesome tune that like just makes you want to fucking get up and well not dance, but like you know I was playing it like I was like tapping my leg as I was going along because it was just. Just had that good, that good, good vibe to it. Um, mm. The only thing that there, there is one. It is probably a negative. It, it is a design negative that Kieran and I have spoken about. It does, it does pass. It is, it's something that I noticed at first, and I was like, "This is fucking shit. This is going to shit me up all through this game." But by the halfway through, I'd kind of forgotten about it. But games that make you push the narrative forward with a button that don't need to. So each bit of dialogue, you have to push A oh, okay. to continue, um, which in some games is fine because it, it suits that style of game. I, I think at first it, it doesn't suit it at all because it's you dictate the the conversation, uh, which is, which I guess is probably how it wants to do. But there's but there's no need for it to be like that because it's like one person will be like, "Hey," blah, blah, and, and then Francis will be like, um, "Francis Vendetti," blah, blah, but it's like you know. It's if you don't time it correctly, it sort of sounds a bit weird, and yeah, right. I, mean, okay. I, don't, I don't think there was any need for for that. 
um, personally. But towards like, you know, halfway through, I didn't really kind of notice because I was, my eyeballs were too captivated by what was going on the, on the screen. So many colors. I, I watched the, the gameplay for it when you started talking about it. And oh my Lord, the, the, the palette of colors in, in every frame awesome. of that is it's unbelievable. Gorgeous. It is a beautiful game. Yeah, I'm I'm keen as a bean to, to play it after you boys have talked about it. Yeah, I uh, ditto. I am I sold. I look, I look forward to hearing. Well, Nathan, do you have Game Pass on PC? I do. I haven't been playing my PC yet due to kitchen you. share lower back issues. But uh, I will amend this soon, and I'll be very keen to give this a crack. Um, yeah, definitely. All right, we've uh, spoken quite a bit about that. <laughs> Let's uh, move on to the next one. Bianca, do you want to quickly talk about the game you have started playing for review? Your very, very first. Yeah, game. exciting. Um, so the game that I'm playing at the moment is called Lake. Um, it's a adventure adventure game, single player. Um, it's set in the 80s, and you play a woman called Meredith Weiss, and she has this really big, successful, like uh, bustling, like job in the city. And she comes back to her hometown, which she hasn't been back to in about 22 years, um, called Providence Oaks. And her parents go on holiday and she uh, takes up her dad's job temporarily as a postal worker. Um, so she's become a postman or a postwoman. And uh, the the main concept premise behind the game is delivering mail. So I, I, I was quite looking forward to this game because I'd seen a video of it um, online saying, you know, if you're looking for a relaxing game, check out Lake that's coming out soon. And I, I love any, I, don't get me wrong, you know, now you guys know that I play League and stuff, you know, I play Apex Legends and I love all my fast-paced stuff. I always love games like Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley, you know, Pokemon Snap, something that takes a step back, you can relax with, take your time with. So this game, like, already from the get-go, the idea of just delivering mail was just, you know, sounded pretty chill. Um, it's, it's interesting because basically day to day you've got parcels and mail and stuff to deliver, but you also meet a lot of the residents who you know or used to know 22 years ago. So, um, you know, someone that you grew up with at school is now married with a kid and you're meeting after 22 years and, you know, as you imagine, it's like an awkward reunion or there's people that used to be there that are not there. I'm trying not to give away too many character or story kind of lines too much because there's a few characters to me um and there are dialogue options as well that kind of dictate how the story plays out and I haven't quite finished it just yet but I do believe uh Meredith stays in Providence Oaks for two weeks and I'm kind of nearing the end of that two-week period now so I must be close to potentially finishing um it's an interesting concept I think the first hour or so or the first couple of days that you play out delivering mail the the scenery is really pretty it's gorgeous um and you know relaxing kind of going along the streets knowing where you needed to deliver to and happily driving along in my little little van and stuff um going around but once I figured out like the map the map is a it's a pretty pretty nice size there's like uh like a woodlands area campfire in the main town but once I figured out there was like an autopilot mode where you didn't have to drive anymore it kind of just took me out of it a little bit and I tried to not to get too lazy with that because I was like oh I'm gonna play it properly but 
it's a really like cheap way of taking you out of that kind of relaxing environment I felt like the game was trying to create and it's not even a fast travel it just it will literally make you watch the van drive itself to that place and I feel like that kind of took me out of the relaxing aspect and it 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 just it it kind of lost me a little bit there um but the my my only grievance there's, there's a couple of things I'm really enjoying about the game but then there's also some things about it where you can actually romance a couple of characters in the game and I have tested you can romance both a guy and a gal in the town I'm actually talking to them both so I don't know how that's going to pan out um scandalous um but I um I, I think the thing is that the game really wants to be, I think, too many things at once, I almost want to say, because it wants you to have relationships with the characters in the town. But then in between, you got to run these sometimes almost pointless mail deliveries that have, there's no, no time constraints or anything. There's no real challenge. I feel like that's what it's lacking. Um, so it does become a little bit repetitive, a little bit tedious um, because you just want to keep developing these relationships with these characters that you meet and you kind of learn more about what's happened while you've been away. Meanwhile, at the end of the day, you've got your boss from the city calling saying, hey, can you check out these papers for me because there's this big deal coming up and you're having to make all these important decisions because the, the messages and the themes of the game really want you to think about, you know, like how much of you know, real life has Meredith been missing. And sometimes I feel like the whole delivery aspect does kind of take you away from the flow of that. Um, but I don't know, like I've been at war with myself as to whether I'm looking for something more. Like I was telling Zach the other day, I was almost trying to GTA it through the town at one point because it was just one speed I was going I was like, oh, what happens if I accidentally just crash into another car? And everyone there's like, my two chill. Like, there was no reaction. There was no, um, I, I think I parked my car outside because it's the 80s. I've got a videotape store, you know, and I parked my car out there and I come back and there's like six cars like waiting to pass. <laughs> and there's, you know, because it's like supposed to, you know, talk about this quiet town. There's no, you know, it's, um, it, it, I I'm still a little bit undecided as to how I'm feeling about it because I think for some people who are looking for something relaxing, not stressful, this game's probably really nice and chill. Um, but for me personally, where I want to kind of get in on more of the story and the characters and the adventure that the game wants to take you on, it's, it's not providing any real challenge or, I guess, um, incentives to kind of get there. Uh, but... I don't want to make a solid decision on it until I've completely finished it, just in case it does pick up at some point. But, um, yeah, um, it, it, it did come out a couple of days ago, so it is available to play uh, just currently on Steam at the moment um, because it um, didn't make the Xbox store. Um, it actually got taken off um, because of classification issues because there are references and uh, uh to drugs and drug use in the game which i only saw oh, it probably took probably took up about 30 seconds of the game not even um which i feel like is just a 
I, I don't know, just to take out the entire game over something that's very small. And there's plenty of other games that I feel like do a lot more that you can play, you know, on the store, on the Xbox store and stuff at the moment. It's a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a, a bit of a weird one to me. Um, but I don't know. I think if we're, if we're talking in terms of me writing this review, like I'm somewhat set between giving it somewhere between maybe a six and a seven. Like I admire what it does. And obviously it's a, it, it is an indie developed game as well. Um, and what they've done with it is, is really pretty. Um, and very relaxing, which is what it's aiming to do. But whether I'm just too eager to, I don't know, pedal to the metal in my postal delivery van or not, um, I, I, I think I just want to see how the rest of the story plays out. Uh, I got one quick question. So it's the eighties. Yes. Does the soundtrack slap? Well, <laughs> it's it's interesting because because it's set in the eighties. I expected more 80s like poppy hits because you've got a radio you can play in your van but it's more like chill country-ish sounding music and i'm like oh like it's nice and all but it's the 80s like you know we've got characters making references to um like vhs's and like i said there's a there's a, a videotape store in town that's at risk of closing down because you know they're phasing out of it and they're talking about things like the internet and i I don't know if it's just because Lake is trying to stick to this relaxing atmosphere and vibe. I think I think they're taking a lot of like the the uh, like the joy and the fun of being in the eighties as well. I feel like the music, like soundtrack wise, could have been a little bit more upbeat. Um, I feel like they could have taken advantage of that a little bit more. Uh, but I do keep the radio on in my van when I when I play because. It is lacking a little bit of ambience. I kind of wish a game that's set at a town by the lake would have. Um, but, yeah, no, I do wish it had a bit more of an 80s upbeat music feel to change channels on the radio. But they, they say in their game there's only one channel, so maybe that's the excuse they've got there. <laughs> Bummer. Yeah, so they, they, they probably don't have the, uh, have the budget to, you know, do all the licensing for whatever big big hits and stuff yeah like that. not that um, i'm expecting any big hits i think like they did say i had to look through the settings in terms of music um you know potentially playing it like on stream and things you know with dmca laws and stuff and um they do uh whoever they've uh, got on board it's i think it's through a, a website i think um called i think it's like epidemic sound or something like that um I think there's still talking about like, you know, playing on stream or on broadcast and about being listed. Like you still get listed with the music that they have up there, unfortunately, but you know, just to have, I guess that country feel is just supposed to add to the vibe of the game. But um, I feel like they could, you know, a little bit of synth here and there, you know, like just to change it up a bit. Well, uh, yeah, I'm uh I've got a code, so I'm keen to check it out at some point when I finish the other 20,000 games I got. But, um, yeah, nice. We'll uh, look forward to reading your very first review yeah. in the coming days. Shouldn't be too far off. Absolutely. Kieran, I didn't actually ask because we I just pushed on. What score are you going to give The Artful Escape? Uh, I've got it at a nine. Okay. I haven't quite finished up the review, but, yeah, uh, yeah that's where it's sitting. Nice. 
Um, all right, so we got two, two, one. Three. Two other games to talk about. Karen, do you want to do your, uh, the one that's not quite probably ready to fully discuss? Oh, no, you got, do you do have two? Fuck me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, give us, give us a lost and random very, very quickly. Sure. Um, because uh, I know you've only sort of dabbled with that a little bit as yes. of right now. We only just got uh, code for that yesterday in real time, uh, Monday in podcast time. Um, and I'm maybe halfway through it, I think, at this point. Uh, I know, I think I spoke, I, I obviously already spoke briefly about it when I did the preview and we spoke about it on the podcast. Um, so not much has changed really from that because that was like the first, you know, few hours of the game already. Um, but it is still very good. Um, the combat system now that I'm a little bit deeper into the game that I was in the preview, uh, is definitely starting to show legs. Um, it's got this very, very cool kind of interplay where, uh, when you start combat, you don't have any weapons, you're defenseless, um, playing as, uh, as even she only has a, a slingshot and a, like a, like a blink dodge move. Um, and essentially when you, when you slingshot crystals off of enemies or when you blink dodge through them and knock the crystals off, it gives you power to add cards to your hand. Um, cause like I said, last time it has like a deck building element. Um, so the more crystals you have, the more cards you end up with in your hand. And then when you're ready, you roll your companion dicey. Um, and depending on how far you are in the game, dicey has, uh, either a one and a two that you can roll or, you know, as you go through each chapter, he gets a three, he gets a four. So he doesn't start off as a, you know, fully six sided dice. He only has like two working sides to begin with. Um, so I th- I'm at the point now where I have four. Um, so when I roll him, I can roll up to a four and I have that many points to spend on the cards in my hand. Um, and I'm just sort of starting now to discover some, some really cool like combinations. Um, there's cards that can affect like how much things cost. Um, there's cards that, uh, can make cards cost twice as much as they normally do or cost nothing, uh, depending on an invisible dice roll. Um, and you can, you know, when you, after you've played a hand, you have to kind of discard everything you start again, but you can pin cards to keep them for the next hand. So, you know, I've, you know, I've started to come up with all these really cool strategies in combat where I'll, uh, you know, I'll have a, a lot of cool cards in my hand that I can't play because I don't have enough crystals. Um, but I'll pin one and then I'll play the card that reduces the cost on everything. And then I'll keep that card pinned for the next time. So it's still really cheap and I can use it again kind of thing. So like it's, I'm kind of sort of starting to discover these emerging like strategies and stuff, which is uh, a lot cooler than I thought it was going to be at the beginning when it was very simplistic. Um, so I'm having a lot of fun with that. And the story hasn't really changed much from when I played it last time. Um, but exploring all the different worlds of, of random are cool. They're all based on, again, they're all based on size of a dice. So you've got, uh, one town, two town, uh, threedom, fourburg, five tropolis, and six ville. I can't remember what the last one is. Um, but yeah, like two town is like everyone in the town has split personalities. Um, and when you get there, they're like building a second town upside down above <laughs> them because they're not happy with only having one town. Um, and then like threedom is like you know these three different royal siblings in this like eternal war with each other they all have these very kind of like cool themes um 
so when you explore and, and talk to citizens and stuff, you get like a different experience in each in each district. But yeah, I'm up to the fourth one now. Um, it's very good. It's very good. The combat is like it gets a little bit clumsy sometimes. Um, and Zoinka are an indie developer, so I don't really begrudge them that too much. Um, but it's it's cool. I like it a lot. Awesome. All right, Nathan. I know that you're bursting at the seams to talk about uh, the game that uh, you've been playing, which I think Kieran's also dabbled in a the little bit. The well. smallest amount, yes. Oh, you have? Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure if, if you had had a chance to start it. All right, Nathan, tell us about uh, what has been stuck in your PS5 for the past week. Lodged firmly inside of my PS5 has been a copy of Tales of Arise, the new title from Bandai Namco Entertainment, marking the 25th anniversary of the Tales series, a series I would not have played more than an hour at most of any given game, so not even a demo-length introduction to any of these titles. These are feature-length JRPGs. They sit squarely in the realm of 40 to 60 hour romps. So that is why it has not been able to leave my PS5, but also because it's been an absolute joy to play. This is primarily an action com- an action JRPG. The battle system is not turn-based like we see in most Final Fantasies. And it's more in line with perhaps what we've seen in 15, so it's much more reliant on you being able to be agile and respond to enemy attacks that will often be telegraphed. So there's a heavy emphasis on dodge and, and perfect dodges like we've seen in uh, Platinum Games' as titles. It's stunning. The battles are just phenomenal to look at, and with the haptic feedback in the controls, they feel so impactful as well. So in each and every character in the party, um, you had their own unique complete from the ground up style of approach um so we've got you know the sort of archetypes of mages and and archers and stuff like that although this is a fantasy game with much of a sci-fi bent so we're not using um, bows and arrows we are using sort of supercharged rifles and stuff like that so it is a very unusual sort of mishmash the story itself is not going to win any awards, but is quite impressive in its own merit because I'm aware that the Tales games up until recent, the recent few titles have sort of been, I won't say lighthearted necessarily, but have played with some sort of lighter JRPG tropes from, from my understanding, whereas this gets dark. Like we, we're killing off main characters. We're dealing with heavy adult themes. There is very much narratives of ecocide and genocide um, exploitation, both labor and uh, racial exploitation. Um, there's a lot of class power in play. We've got here, this game is set on, I can't remember what the planet's called, but it's occupied by these people called Danans. Danans, uh, people that possess, they, they have a lot of natural resources on their planet, which are being mined by the ruling class, which are called the Renans. Danans and Renans, I hate it. Renans have their own planet, but for whatever reason, they've come down to siphon off uh, power so they can, I don't know, make themselves become gods or something like that. It can get a bit tropey at times, but at least they're the they're, they're tropes that aren't too worn out. They are hero tropes for the most part, but so we don't get a lot of uh, TNA shots like we might see in some JRPGs where they're just trying to sex up the characters. This has matured past that, well past that 
don't get me wrong, they're gorgeous characters, but it doesn't rely on overt sexuality to try and pull you in. Instead, it's a game that's very much confident in its color palettes. Um, so yeah, the story is just going to follow two main protagonists that we see there, uh, which is the main character's name I always called Alphonse, but he's from another game, Final Fantasy. His name is Alphen and Shion. So Alphen is the assumed uh, he's our amnesiac protagonist because every jrpg needs one but rather than the amnesiac protagonist that wakes up out of bed one day uh you lazy sod get on and start working this is more of a uh, a resistance uprising leader amnesiac so he's got a lot more interesting stuff going on right out of the box Uh, he doesn't feel any pain and then he meets up with shion who is a Renan prisoner who is also a Renan she's escaped from her people and has fled into the arms of the resistance but she can't touch people because she has a prickly curse called thorns or something like that where she if people touch her they get pierced and suffer a lot of a lot of damage and discomfort so these two come together quite well they have very much a sort of class distrust of one another because um, the Renans consider the Denons to be scum, but we don't actually hear why, and I'll touch on that in a moment, but the, and well, we do later on in the game, late, late on, whereas the Denons see the Renans obviously as their oppressors. So here they, do, here they are, they come into each other's arms, and they find very quickly that they can be together and not hurt one another, which has, has a whole story in its own, very sort of sentimental, and that they do kind of sort of perhaps flirt towards suggestions of romance between the two, whether that's played out or not will be to be found out. I've finished it. I've got mixed feelings on the way it all ends because it very much, this is the 25th anniversary of Tales and it feels like this is a whole new step for the series. Like you can, you don't have to play anything beforehand, come into this fresh um, and it sort of lays the groundwork for what we might see the series in he- heading in next. Hint, hint. It, it lays a lot of groundwork. So so we may see more perhaps sequel or, or universe-driven Tales games. Like they might come back to this setting, I suspect. Um, and yeah, I, I just cannot get enough of the combat. Sit- but but the, there are two flaws I will mention just very quickly in wrapping up because I could talk at length about this. Uh, this is a game that is not of the same budget caliber of a, as a Final Fantasy. So this sits squarely in the kind of midst of a PS3 early PS4 era JRPG. So we're talking very limited maps. We're talking load screens every time you enter and exit a building or an area which might already be small. So lots and lots and lots of loading. And the PS5's SSD doesn't quite make that much more bearable. We're still talking about frequent five second load times a lot constantly. And it's got like this sort of load on distance as well um, that must be, I mean, Kieran have talked about this, this must be something that's been inherited from the fact that this is being developed on every system, including the PS4 and Xbox One, where I can walk into a town and this only really becomes very apparent in a town. I can walk close to a person and they materialize and then I take one step back and they're gone. I take one step forward and they're there and you start finding these thresholds all around the world where things just load in right in front of you. And I'm not talking out in the distance, I'm talking... 10 meters away like it's pretty egregious in out in the world it doesn't happen as much maybe some textures maybe some lighting pops in in the distance and in battle it's flawless beautiful game so we've got load screens as an issue and loading on distance as an issue um, but everything else was really top-notch it's not going to kill final fantasy for you this is more catering to that jrpg crowd that knows what they like because this is catering to a very specific fandom this is not going to click with everyone but i loved it 
Amazing. Sounds Woo. like you, uh, yeah, you uh, did quite enjoy it. Now, you haven't... Uh, all these games, or most of the games that we're talking about at length, the reviews uh, haven't even been written yet or finished. Um, do you have any idea of what sort of score you're sitting on for this? Yeah, look, I'm going to fan-turno it and say it's probably sitting a light nine. So that could come down to an 8.5 by the end of it. I like... Uh, you, like probably most of the writers here, I suspect that you really polish that that score once you feel like everything I've written really supports it. So if I come out at the end thinking, yeah, it's a bit too critical, might drop it to an 8.5. But we're leaning towards a 9. I feel excited about that. That'll be my highest rated JRPG this year. More so than Neo The World Ends With You, which was the one I was most pumped for. There you go. Very nice. Yeah. Nice. Karen, you've uh, played, like, yeah, you've played it a tiny little bit. Are you... As a Final Fantasy fan, the tiniest the, uh, amount. I mean, as a Tales fan, um, oh, and that it's uh, pretty much what I expected from you know the next sort of, I guess yeah, like uh, Nathan said, the next generation of Tales games. It very much does feel like a stepping off point, even even early on. Um, but it's got the same recognizable Tales combat, so fans will be happy, um, and it looks gorgeous. Like it just. Like the, it's got like this like subtle watercolor sort of cell shaded mm. style to it, um, which sort of they've really leveraged art over tech uh, yeah, for sure. 100%. Um, the art is stunning. Yeah, because tech's never been their strong suit, but art always has been, and they've they've really pushed that side of it, which I think is a smart move. Once mm-hmm. you once you get over the the yeah the the blemishes here and there. Um, nice. But yeah, I'm keen to play more. I. T- Fuck knows when I'm going to do it, but I can keen to play more of it. <laughs> Sorry, I might have oh, missed right. when's, um, when's Tales releasing. September 10. Yeah, oh, cool. A few days. So, so everything yeah, we've, we've got... spoken about will be out by the time this review. This, um, Who knows when Lake out. will come back. Yeah. Except for Lake. <laughs> 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 Stay yeah, we've tuned. Got, we've got uh, yeah, Tales on the 10th, uh, Artful Escape on the 10th. And Kieran... The final game we're going to talk about, mm. dropping on the 10th. I think it's the 10th as well. Yeah, I think it's the 10th as well. Wow. Um, Life is Strange, True Colors. Uh, yeah, boy. You're a, you're a massive fan of uh, Life is Strange. Yes. So, talk us through it. Uh, it's going to be hard to talk about too much because I don't want to give too much away. Um, this is the first time I've you know, reviewed a Tales game. A uh, Tales game? Uh, <laughs> A Life is Strange game where the entire game has been out at once, so it's a little bit different. Um, usually they are episodic, so usually I've reviewed them in parts. Um, but this is 100% my favorite Life is Strange game so far. Uh, Huge. Yeah. Uh, it follows uh, a woman named Alex Chen who has kind of lived her life through the foster system. Um, and when the game starts, she's in a in like a group home for people with, I guess, like psychiatric issues. Um, and she gets a call from her estranged brother, Gabe, who lives in a little town called Haven Springs in Colorado. And he says, come live with me. Uh, so she gets a green light to go and move to this little remote country town, which is kind of like situated by a bunch of mountains. And it's kind of supported and funded by a mining company called Typhon. Um, and not long after she gets there, and this is a minor, minor spoiler, so stop listening if you haven't watched any of the trailers, because the trailers do give away stuff. 
Um, so this isn't anything that's not in pre-release stuff already, um, but pretty much as soon as she gets there, Gabe dies uh, in, a, in an accident uh, that is related to this mining company that sort of funds the town. So uh, the game becomes, a, you know, about Alex trying to get to the bottom of how this, this accident was allowed to happen. Um, and the tool that she has to do that is a superpower. Like most of the Life is Strange games, she has a unique power. And hers is that she is able to see and feel the emotions of other people around her. Um, so as you go through the game, people's emotions, be they uh, anger or you know sadness or fear, uh, highlighted in different colors. Um, and Alex is able to sort of hone in on those feelings. And if they're strong enough, she can actually sort of hear their thoughts and, and sort of hear the, the basis of those feelings. And if they're quite intense, she'll actually feel them herself and sort of enter into this like other state where she, the, the world around her kind of paints a picture of what this person's going through. So her power is basically empathy, but on like a whole nother level. Um, and so over the course of five chapters, it, it kind of is still set across like distinct chapters. So it kind of still feels like the episodic format where you can sort of play and get to the end of a chapter and then breathe like a big sigh and then wait like a week because you're too emotionally wrecked after what's happened and then go back to it um but yeah over the course of the five chapters you know it's it's just her kind of leveraging that power to to build relationships and and sort of investigate what's going on um it's just it's a it there's so many moments in that game that just kicked my ass on an emotional level uh, I'm not a big crier, but I absolutely cried multiple times throughout this game. Um, but the, the cool thing is most of, most of that was not because anything was particularly sad, but there is just so much release and catharsis in everything that happens in this game for Alex specifically. Um, it's, it's becomes less about her figuring out, you know, why her brother died and more about her learning how to heal herself and the people around her um and that's kind of becomes a major theme in the game is is empathy and healing um and i just just because of this mechanic where you can see and feel why people are doing the things they're doing and saying the things they're saying it just brings it to like a brings a narrative to a whole nother level um and it's it's very unique in in sort of that you couldn't really get that from anything but a video game um and the team at deck nine who uh, their other Life is Strange credit was Before the Storm. Um, they've just done like such a phenomenal job with the writing and sort of integrating gameplay and narrative to make you feel, you know, what Alex is feeling and by proxy what other people around her are feeling. Uh, it's very, very special. Uh, and yeah, there's just so many, so many really powerful moments, um, but it's hard to talk about much without spoiling things. Uh, but yeah. It's very cool. At one point, you uh, get to play, uh, pretend that you're in a JRPG for like two hours. So it's great. <laughs> well, that's Love excellent. It. Yeah. <laughs> so you've pretty much already answered the question, but one of the questions I had for you is, is this a better game because you get to play it all at once and it's not drawn out over X amount of months like Life is Strange uh, 2 was? I think that, that game took forever didn't it, to fully come Life out. is Strange 2 was, yeah, there was too long between episodes and it, you kind of lost the impact of what had happened before. Um, I think it's it's definitely better that it's come out all at once because you, you have the option, you know. Like I said, you can you can wait it out if it's too much 
if you want to give you know give it some breathing room or you can binge it all at once like it's a netflix special and just like you know get through all of it which is kind of what i did i guess because i had you know time on my uh, time pressure um but yeah it's it's definitely a good choice by them it's it's a lot tighter a lot better paced they're not padding out episodes as well to create like a two to three hour runtime the whole thing takes maybe like eight to ten hours tops i think it took me to platinum it uh so you know every episode is on average two hours a piece which is a little bit less than normal nice um the other question so deck nine not don't nod um moving forward would you prefer that deck nine handled the uh series i think i I mean yeah i'd be totally happy if that was the case i think they've nailed what makes life is strange life is strange um and i think that they've got a fantastic writing team um they're really really good at what they do so um by that token like don't know did great with tell me why so they're both very 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 Mm. good studios um but uh you know i'd be totally happy if if deck nine continued the life is strange series nice um it's also got a wicked soundtrack as usual uh lots of very nice Nice. licensed songs lots of moments to just kind of like sit on a bench or a pier and watch the world go by and listen to something cool um but it's got like basically a whole new album by angus and julia stone as well written for oh the game. that's the game with the yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, gotcha that's gotcha. pretty cool it's super cool when's it sorry you, you might have said it before but when's it set like what year or is it current day it's current day pretty yeah. oh it might be like but modern like it's it's not it's like modern. You know, in the 80s or whatever nah. yeah cool uh, nice one all right so uh give us your uh, Give us your score for that one. Uh, all that said and done, a couple of technical issues with like, there's load screens, like like Tails, there's load screens every time you go in and out of a building. There's some weirdly low-res textures in an otherwise very, very, very gorgeous looking game. Uh, but that's not enough to stop me from giving it a fucking 10. Wee. <laughs> there it is. Huge. Just nice. going to drop that one in. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, well, I'm... Uh, I mean, I keep putting the Don't Nod uh, game, like the Life is Strange and the, and the Tell Me Why's, into the uh, into the backlog. So one day, well, they're self-contained, mate. So you can just well, I've, I've played straight the first to this one. Two episodes of the first one, so I have started. That's something. Give me that. Nice. All right. Have you uh, have you played Psychonauts? <laughs> did you notice how I didn't actually bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> By design, I'd imagine. Yeah, I deliberately uh, didn't uh, look. I just need. I just. I just need time. Like I, I. Let me. I'm busy. I'm. A, I'm a busy man. All right. Uh, let's go through <laughs> the news very, very quickly. Um, there's not much to talk about news-wise. Uh, key things is that Crisis Remastered is coming uh, on October 12. Um, Project Winter is coming uh, to PS4 and Xbox One. On September 16, and very very random um, uh, mention here, but this is actually one of the things I read uh, by Bianca, one of her Project Winter impressions. Yeah, um, really enjoyed it. Actually, there was science, we so. ended up having like a whole lobby of uh, of mates play Project Winter, and um, uh, definitely definitely worth checking out. I think it was we played it around the same time that Among Us was really big and it just provided something just a little bit more even more high stakes. Um so definitely definitely worth checking out. 
if you're looking for something new. Nice. Um, White Paper Games, which if uh, Dylan from, uh, well, formerly of Well Played is listening, he uh, absolutely froths White Paper Games. Uh, their new game, which is called Conway Disappearance Disappearance at Dahlia, sorry, at Dahlia View, gets uh, it's coming in on November 2. Uh, Adam, is that coming to PS5 or is it just PS4 and stuff? PS4, pretty much to everything. PS4, PS5, both the Xboxes, Switch and PC. Nice. Game looks um, fantastic. Uh, there was a Alan Wake remaster that was leaked on the. Is it was it one of the Taiwan or some Taiwan stores? Yeah, so a couple months ago it leaked on the back end of Epic Games Store, and then just a few days ago it's leaked on a, a Taiwanese retail retail site. So it's uh, probably going to be be a thing, which is very cool because like that game that. rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently next month as well. So it's. Yeah, not long to, to wait if it does happen. I actually haven't finished it yet, so I'm really excited because I was told to play that, obviously, before Control. Um, loved, loved Alan Wake, what I played of it so far, so maybe I'll just wait for the remaster to finish yeah, it. Yeah, put the brakes on yeah. by the looks of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead Space, they, EA did a Dead Space, a very, uh, like, a sh- was it like half an hour or so of, of Dead Space, of the, of the new Dead Space this week did anybody watch that at all i actually forgot that it was on i watched some highlights and stuff from it that they put up on youtube and like little separate videos yeah um it was it was a lot of dev talk obviously it wasn't Mm. much like it was more more tell than more tell than show but um yeah from what they were saying it sounds like this studio is uh very aware of what people liked out of dead space Mm. and they're kind of trying to leverage on that so um i have high hopes that they'll do a good job. Yeah, and the the bits that they did show off, like the 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 upgraded, uh, like limb severing with the the different layers yeah. to, to each oh, of yeah. the, ne- the necromorphs. Like it it the the new little bits and pieces that they they talked about adding sound like they genuinely will add to the game instead of just like throwing more mechanics in for the sake of it. So mm. yeah, hopefully it is as good as it sounds. Very nice. All right, so probably the two biggest news pieces of this week, um, or since we've uh, last recorded, uh, have come from PlayStation. Um, first one is a bad but sort of good one. Mm. Um, so earlier this week, I think it might have been on Monday. No, wait, what day is it? Oh, late, no, sorry, late last week. Mm-hmm. Um, they announced all the collector's editions and the fact that you could pre-order Horizon Forbidden West. Um, Hooray. Very, very exciting. But they also revealed that if uh, you only picked up the standard version or the the basic special edition, uh, you would actually not be entitled to a free upgrade from the PS4 version of the game to the PS5, which pretty much pissed everyone off. Because uh, they did say back in September last year that... Uh, Basically, all, all purchases of, of that game on a PS4 would be eligible for an upgrade to the PS5 version at no cost. Uh, so they've pretty much gone back on their word. Their their defense was pretty much that it's no, no longer like a launch game um, because it does mention that the launch that launch games, um, yeah, will uh, get the free upgrades. So uh, backlash came, and then Sony sort of reversed that decision, and then. Um, said that basically everyone who who buys PS the PS4 version of 
Horizon Forbidden West will get the PS5 upgrade. Jimmy Ryan um, admitted that they probably missed the mark, announcing that um, you would have to pay a small little $10 US fee. Um, but he also sort of doubled down on that decision as well, sort of. He confirmed that all future first-party games will actually, you'll have to pay to upgrade from uh, the PS4 version to the PS5. Um, I'm a little mixed on this. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a, it's a super bad thing because it's only 10 bucks. You know, you don't have to actually buy it again. However, when your biggest rival is essentially offering all upgrades for free, um, then you're pretty much cornered into doing the same thing. Got him. Um, and it looks, it's a bad look. I think that they're not doing it. Kieran is about, about to blow. <laughs> I'm not mixed on this at all. It fucking no. sucks. Uh, I <laughs> am, a li- I guess, a little bit of a PlayStation fanboy. It's my primary console. Uh, and I don't understand. I I understand sometimes in some situations, like Ghost of Tsushima was probably the most recent example of them charging a $10 or well, 15 AU uh, upgrade fee. Um, I know a lot of people were upset about that as well. To me, that made a little bit of sense because they went back to an old game and did more work. Therefore, Mm -hmm. people were back at work, you know, developing things and need to get paid. Uh, I don't understand why there would be a a $10 upgrade fee for future games that are cross-generation because studios have been working across multiple platforms for their releases for the longest time and have never charged more money because they've made developed a game for multiple platforms uh so to me that makes no sense whatsoever just because one is um, better than the other like you know if ea can make well, fifa work on the wii and the ps3 then what's the difference here like it, like t- to me the business side is like it's obvious it's it's two separate purchases so they could do like a PS4, PS3 thing where you bought the PS3 version of The Last of Us and then they go, hey, we're doing a remastered version of it on the PS4 with better textures, yeah. all that bullshit. Mm. Guess what? you gotta, you got you, you got to buy the whole thing again. Um, and yes, there is that argument that it, it is a separate upgraded version of that product. So I get that. But at least in this regard, you don't have to buy it at full again. Like you're only paying 10 bucks or whatever, 15 bucks or whatever it is. It comes to, um, I get that as well. Like it's I, it's I, like it's kind of, it's almost like expecting like you buy the Xbox version, you get the PlayStation version. But like, I think mm. the the gap between PS4 and PS5 is a little bit different. I I, I don't I'm trying to think of any other uh, purchase you would make of this type or, or a similar similarity that you would actually get it for free. Blu-ray and DVD. Do you, oh, do, you get, do you get it for free? You get yeah, both in the box. Yeah. yeah. So for. But do you have to buy the one version first? No. So so for I mean, it's it, not it's not the case all the time. No, yeah, and it so doesn't make it that much sense realistically. It would make more sense if it was you bought the DVD and you get the Blu-ray, whereas it's more the other way around. You buy a Blu-ray and you get a DVD disc. But. But that's but but you but but you're paying for that in one transaction though. Yes. Yeah. When you buy the. Um, when you buy it, it's, it's like this now when you buy the PS4 version you, you, you get the PS5 version that's the same sort of thing I'm, yeah. I'm talking about something that is actually two separate things 
I'll my... Yeah. 4K Blu-ray. You buy a 4K Blu-ray, I've, I've yet to buy a 4K Blu-ray that doesn't also sneak inside a standard Blu-ray because, as you know, there's that compatibility issue where yeah, 4K Blu-ray yeah. won't work on standard Blu-ray players. And it's a, it is a different format. Like, we're talking 1080p to 4K. But again, that's you're, you're buying that when you buy the original game, though. Like you, like, you are knowingly purchasing that, knowing that that comes with it. This is this is. It's a standard. Yeah. So you can uh, still buy the Blu-ray by itself, and you'll actually probably still pay the same, or maybe ten, ten bucks less. Ten bucks less, yeah. That kind of mirrors the original situation, where you could buy one with both for slightly more. Or you could buy the. Yeah, you got me on that version. one. Mm, mm-hmm, mm. So it's um, not like it's a I new mean, thing. No. no, it's not. I, I'm. I. I lean. I don't know. I'm kind of in the middle between between the two of you. I mean, obviously, I. Am a, a bit of a, a shill for for Sony. I don't think that's a, a very well kept secret. But, I understand that at least for the the PS five situation, there are added features as far as like, yeah. with between Xbox One and Xbox Series X slash S, there's resolution, there's frame rate, but there's not a whole heap past that. Whereas PS five, you have haptics, you have adaptive triggers, you have all of the the little bells and whistles that might, you know, raise immersion. That that's going to be a case by case basis as to whether you think that's worth ten dollars or not, depending on the game. I don't know. Maybe I think I would. I I don't think I'd have a huge issue with paying ten dollars for another edition of a game on another console. But that is only because I went through what Zach said: the PS3 Sorry. to PS4 thing of owning games and wanting to play it on this new system that I had, but my only option was to pay $100 again to play it. Now, I'm not saying that that justifies it at all, being like, oh, well, this shit thing isn't as shit as what we did seven years ago, but comparatively, when you put the two next to each other, it's it's not as big of an issue. Do I think it, it justifies it? No, probably not, because... As you've said, Xbox are kind of doing the opposite thing where they're like, I don't know, anything that's compatible on a rock is compatible on the Xbox Series X as well. Fuck it, you can play everything everywhere. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I is, I think it's, it's a little bit I'm more... Stuck. I think that, that Microsoft can afford to do that, though, in my opinion. Like, they can afford to cop that fee, let's just say, you know, you know to, and not charge it on to the customer. Whereas I think Sony is you know, their belt's a bit tighter. You know, they rely on PlayStation to, to make money. And obviously their first party games fucking cost a fucking shitload to make. Yeah, um, I also think... For me, it's that it's that separate purchase. It, it, it's You've bought the game on PS4 knowing that you're going to play it on the PS4. If you want to wait and play it on the PS5, then wait and play, and then buy it on the PS5. I mean, I'm probably... That's probably me being a bit of an arsehole there, but... It's the old um, devil's advocate from Zach Jackson. Like, <laughs> I, I, it, it is... To me, it's just it, you're you're knowingly buying it that you can't upgrade it. Yeah, I so. also think as far as you saying that Microsoft can afford it, they absolutely can. Like they're a gigantic company, but as far as their gaming division goes, they are definitely trying to look like the the gaming good guys at the moment. Especially as far as is that why they bought Bethesda and made it exclusive? Yeah. Okay, mate. All right, <laughs> real good guys. Nice shout outs, Phil. All right, all right. <laughs> Uh, fuck yourself. I'll leave. I'll leave my thoughts in the bin where they apparently belong. No, go for it. But like I've, with all I've of the, to give a shout out. 
the, the you love Phil and he loves you. Or like all of the the cross compatibility, like the original Xbox games you can play on Series X, uh, the smart delivery, the fact that they're they're doing day one for for Game Pass and not like oh you can get this new game in two months. Like they definitely are trying to sell you their brand and their idea. So by not charging you a fee, that's just kind of furthering that perception that they're pro-consumer, mm. I suppose. Well, well I, th- I think I've said it before, but I think Microsoft are buying their way out of their problem of having yep. no games for yeah. fucking ages. Um, Microsoft is just like... Just... Sorry. Yeah. No, you go. I was going to say, Phil Spencer's just like the cool dad where like you went to gym already. <laughs> you were like, mom, can I have a free upgrade? And Jim was like, no. And so you go to Phil and you're like, hey, dad, can I have a free upgrade? And he's like, what did mom say? And you're like, uh, <laughs> she said it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> um... Look, I, I'm not necessarily for it, but I can understand why they do it. Is basically I think is the, what I'm saying. The bigger issue I have was how they originally dealt with it being like, oh, if you get the collector's edition, you get it. That can get straight in the fucking bin. Because <laughs> that's, that's such yeah. a, a 2K move where they did the Mamba yeah. edition, mm. where they were like, oh, realistically, we can't actually give you both unless you spend $150. Like that, at that time, they. They, I can't remember exactly what it is, but they gave some bullshit answer of, oh, well, it doesn't logistically doesn't really work out if we gave you both editions. And then they were like, oh, but, you know, if you uh, if you pre-order the Mumber edition, we, you know, fuck it, we'll throw another one in. <laughs> it's like, I just, um, it's it's an underhanded thing that I just do not like. And no, I don't want your fucking art book. Zach, fuck yourself and your art books. <laughs> or your steel book. I just um, want the game. Don't I be a prick. Uh, the, the, the only other thing that I would say that is makes this look bad um, is the fact that no one can get their hands on a PS5. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the other side yeah. of this that makes it very, uh, it's hard to defend this a little bit because you do have a lot of people who I'm sure would probably go out and buy the PS5 version of the game if they could buy a fucking PS5. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's, so that's a good shout. I think they need that window of, you know, being the good guy and giving free upgrades until PS5s are what, you know, you can go, you can walk down to, whichever store and, and buy I think it needs to be yeah, yeah that I agree yeah, good, with good it's just a, it's just more of a kick in the gut than anything than being like yeah I would get this PS5 game if I had a PS5 mm. it's just like and it's kind of like almost just like you know waving it in your face a little bit being like oh yeah you don't have it yet but you know <laughs> when you do get one you can pay for the upgrade it's just yeah yeah, it's a similar thing that people have run into with the PlayStation Plus games for the last couple of months, having mm. a PS5 game and it's exclusive to PS5. A lot of people being like, well, that's... Can you actually still download it, though? I'm not, I'm not too sure. Of you, you can, you can do browser? it through the... You can do it through the browser, but I think you have to have logged into a PS5. Right, okay. Yeah, it was something weird like that. Mm. Yeah, okay. so that's a, a way that I got around it for a mate of mine that couldn't get a PS5. I just logged yeah. him into mine but still like it's it's a similar situation of yeah you can't get a ps5 but here here's these things for this thing you can't have <laughs> all right uh the other bit of news let's let's move on from the other <laughs> i thought that would be a very very quick conversation um sorry yeah so the other bit of news is that there's going to be a ps5 showcase yeah fuck uh, yeah playstation they're the best It'll be, it'll, it would have already been on when this dropped. I think it dropped I'm learning so much about you guys time. being here. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's, um, it's crack of dawn on Friday. So this will be, yeah. yeah, it'll be done. Oh, dogs. No, that's right. So I, I work at 6.30. So. You'll, what, you'll be up to watch what it. What time is it? 6.30. 
Australian Eastern Standard Time. Oh, no, that's yeah. earlier for me. No. Yeah, yeah, we're in the future <laughs> oh. over here, my friend. The roller coaster that you just yeah, went Yeah, I was like, like, whoa, whoa, and I was like, oh, never mind. Get to sleep in? <laughs> no, it um, just was. <laughs> all right, so very, very quickly, they've said it's going to be a 40-minute showcase on PS5 games. Uh, let me go back quickly read what they actually did say. Ha-ha. <laughs> Good preparation as you are we are we gonna do a bit of just what very, do we very want quickly we'll just quickly just a couple of things you want to see don't don't go into detail because it, it's already up now uh, no, i'm doing a full ash wailing yeah you probably will <laughs> um so yeah 40 minutes um and it will focus on ps5 games and will include updates from playstation studios and some of the industry's most imaginative developers so maybe johnny galvatron um for games racing <laughs> this holiday and beyond there's gonna be no ps vr uh, so get back in your... I thought you were about to say PS feeder and hurt me. No. Oh. Okay. Um, you can guarantee that about every conference in the future, mate. Two. <laughs> Why you got to hurt me like that, man? Two things Do you know it still gets use? Mine does. From this showcase. Quickly give them to me. Gotham Knights? What I... Oh, what was that? Gotham Knights? They put out a poster? Yeah, surely. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like, be... is that, like, alluding to anything else? Or is that still early days, I feel? DC, yeah. DC fandom is... In oh, October. fandom. Gotcha. That's soon, so isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they'll do it then. Okay, never mind. That doesn't count. <laughs> Give us a double up, though. If we get more Gotham Knights, I wouldn't be mad. Mm. Um, does anyone have anything that they want to see? Okay, while everyone's... Adam's got three, he can... No, no, no. If I, if I give you the number three, what do you immediately think of? The Infamous. There's, there's one huge Kieran's on it. There's one huge game Straight. that needs that needs a third numbered instalment, and it's Infamous, and it's coming back. Oh, Colm McGrath is back. <laughs> um, My who, boy's who, coming home. He's he's right again? here. Insomniac Sucker punch. punch. Sucker punch. Sorry. What did it, what did Insomniac do? Last. Ratchet. Uh, Ratchet no, I'm thinking of Sunset Overdrive. Resistance. No, 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 no. Also Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, yes. Sunset Overdrive. Don't worry. Um, Thanks, Phil. Resistance. Thanks, okay, that'd be an um, interesting one. If we saw more of that, yeah. Two things for me very quickly. I would love to get an update on Evil West. I know it's going to be delayed till 2022. <laughs> yeah, but I would love 100%. to see it. Um, in jest, I would love an order sequel. <laughs> right. uh. um, and actual PlayStation Studios, uh, whatever, probably the multiplayer Last of Us. I want, I want, I want to see what they're doing. Um that's Do you think that's going to come hand in hand with the Last of Us One remake? Ooh, the remake! I forgot, I forgot about that. Good one. Uh, yeah. Do you think they'll bundle that, or they'll want to keep those well, separate? I think they originally wanted to. Was, was that the reporting, or did I make that up? No, we make sense. I, th- I think it just makes sense. Yeah, like if you're gonna if you have both I'll of those in the in the oven, make it a meal. Um, mm. Nathan, what do you want? Tales of Rise too. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't hurt. Uh, I think. I think. What would it be unreasonable to ask for a bit more Final Fantasy if we're going to see it from oh, anything? Would it be Sony? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> Is that the seven remake yet, or the no? Six? No, what? I'm not interested in seven. Sorry. Either one, but sixteen. Yeah. I'll, I'll take your punishment. What was it? Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty old sixteen. Um. <laughs> And wouldn't mind seeing a bit of Ragnarok, hey? God of War, yeah. surely. Let, let's leave it up. at that. Yeah, yep. let's leave it at that's that. I think that's there. a tidy two. Mm. Guaranteed. Kieran, Kieran, you got uh, 
Final Fantasy and Ragnarok? Was that you're gonna be your other one? Well, yeah, I was gonna mention those two. Um, I also <laughs> every time they do one of these showcases, I I say they're gonna shadow drop Little Devil inside, but I hope they actually do oh, that. I knew. Give it to us, please. Um, they have to surely. They said it's twenty twenty one, so. Um, don't about shadow drop. I think you'll get a. You'll, you'll, I think we'll, we'll get something. A release date at least. Um, yeah. and maybe, maybe, maybe a hint of a tease of, of the next Spider-Man game. Oh, yes. <laughs> coming, coming from Give the screen that is chock-a-block filled with Sp- Spider-Man yeah. things. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you've, you've popped someone there. Uh, <laughs> all right, Bianca, do you have any other ones you're... Um, I... I, I oh, remember well. seeing the trailer for Project Athia, which I, I think has been renamed. I was just having a look. It's called For, for Spoken now. That was shown okay. a while ago, and I remember looking at that, and I went, that's bloody beautiful. Um, I'd like to see more of that. Um, I You're about to find out what franchises and stuff I like as well um, as I go yeah. along. I I. I, I I want to see more of Midnight Suns, but I know we're not going to get that from. I just, mm. uh, I, I don't know. They've been showing it like drips and drabs, but I, I don't think I'd see that at a Sony thing. Are we going to see more of Rainbow Six, like the Extraction? Nah, I don't think so. Realistically, I'm just trying to think of what I had on my radar before that got inevitably delayed. Stray, we got to get a release date properly now for next year. Mm, no. Good. Nah, not feeling it. This uh I'd imagine Suicide Squad and Gotham Knights though will be like oh, DC fandom um like announcements, oh. but not necessarily PlayStation. But maybe maybe Forspoken for then is probably the one that I was kind of waiting for. And um what happened with Kano and a Bridge of Spirits? Is that still releasing this year, isn't it? It's out in like a week. Two weeks. Yeah, yeah, weeks. okay. Just the corner. That, yeah, it's that kind of popped out dogs. of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Are they? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I pro- the the project Athia was the one that I had kind of been waiting on yeah. more information about. Hadn't seen yeah, it in a yeah. while. Do you think they'll? Mm, no, I'm sorry. My my mind's going everywhere now. Just give me Death Loop next week, and then I'll think of some more PS5 games. Looking forward next to. I think one we no. might see um, is Predator <laughs> that Cup Come. Oh yeah. yeah. You say Cup Come. Yeah, I don't know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, said. We knew you liked Resident Evil, mate, but jeez. Mate, Leon, where is he? I'll get him out. He's in the closet. I'll, um... <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, oh, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale 2. No. Yeah, we're getting that for um, sure. Fuck off. Get I didn't mind it. <laughs> where's the, where's the Strap it straight goes? to my um, veins. Right. Do it. But what? No. One thing we haven't mentioned though uh, oh, is no. the um, is the news? the little thing that uh, they prematurely announced and then just like never spoke about again uh, is their acquisition of Bluepoint. Oh. Um, and they've mm. obviously been waiting oh, yeah, to the... announce a, a title with that. So I, yeah, maybe right. we'll Good see the, the alleged Metal Gear remake that or something hard. to that effect. Oh, don't I tease would. me, mate. I would be excited. It's a good that. shout. I like that. Mm. Creative director Johnny Galtron on Metal Gear Solid <laughs> remake. <laughs> you imagine? Heavy Metal Gear yeah. Solid. Love it. That's amazing. Um, yeah, nice. All right, let's uh, move on because yeah, it's all been done and 
we're probably all wrong. Shout out. Um, off topics very, very quickly. What's What have we all been doing that's not for uh, nothing? Kieran's got nothing. I've just been in your about? bloody sweatshop all week, mate. Just playing games and yeah, writing, haven't you? writing content. That's it. Sweatshop. <laughs> I gave you a little fan. <laughs> um, I've got one thing. I've uh, played, uh, sorry, I finished watching uh, that Luxembourgian TV show Capitani. Actually quite good. They're only little 25-minute episodes too, so you can sort of, you know, push through them quite quickly. Um, nice. So, yeah, that, that was quite good. It's renewed for season two apparently. Keen for that. Uh, that's all I've got. Uh, for me, for off topics. I'm just trying to catch up with What If. I'm a big, well, if you didn't guess oh. already, I love my Marvel stuff. So I, I actually haven't seen last week's episode. I've been falling behind, oh, but that's supposed to be really shit. good. Um, you, you've got a right oh, I saw Shang-Chi last week. Uh, went, went to the cinema and went and watched that on Wednesday night. Sorry, I'm in Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to rub What's it a in. cinema? That, <laughs> um, oh, so keen. Really They great. still have popcorn there, Nathan, believe it or not. it's They all still right. sell it there. Do you get a choc top? Oh, God, I know. It's so depressing. Choc top every time. Choc top. Mint choc top. Yeah. <clears throat> what flavour? Mint. Yes. Yes! Oh, Big thumbs up. No. Oh. I've told you guys what the mint ones do to me. Worth <laughs> 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 um, it. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, Shang-Chi was really great. Some of the choreography yep. of those uh, fights are just absolutely insane. I think I read somewhere it was supposed Good. to be, like, one of the lower budget MCU films, but it is gorgeous it is really really great so if it's safe for you to do so or um you know when it does come around on disney plus or whatever eventually definitely get onto it it was i i'm so impressed i really loved some of the the fight scenes were straight out of like chinese cinema how they had they were almost like a dance rather than a yes i think i know what you're referring to like at the beginning of the film yeah oh that was just divine yeah yeah yeah. absolute top notch but yeah you should get on the the most recent episode of what if it is by far the best one and it is like genuinely emotional like it is that's what my sister said to me she's 12 and she's like a little mini version of me and she's like it was really depressing but it was really good um it's a bit dark for a 12 year old i'll see yeah she was like like, this this is the darkest we've ever seen (laughs) yeah legitimately it is it's um yeah it's adult mcu shit yeah yeah Yeah, right i didn't realize it was that intense i'll have to check it out then all right you're an adult you'll enjoy it bianca uh if you're into superheroes what, uh, what's your take on the Phantom? Well, you've said superhero. I didn't superhero, get this joke. He cracks this every week and I just that's go... That's unrelated. What the heck? The Phantom's not talk- the MCU, dickhead. Yeah, what, what are you <laughs> talking about the Phantom for? What's that, sorry? What are, you, what, what, what are you talking about the Phantom for? Exactly. Do you still like, read physical papers? Oh, like, no. What do you think of the Phantom? No. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. Is that a boomer superhero? Uh, and what about Billy Zane? Do you, do you like <laughs> Billy Zane? Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, how about Brendan Fraser? Oh, Brendan oh, Fraser. All right, bloke. The mummy. Real good. He's the internet darling at the moment. Yeah. He got done dirty. He was in Doom Patrol yeah. as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was old, um, See? I can't remember I his name. Big middle boy. No. Uh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it was a while ago. Cliff. It's yeah. Cliff, isn't it? Mm. Good show. Yeah. All right. Uh, anybody else got anything else before we wrap it up? I watched... A wrestling event, but no one cares about that. No, so no. We'll <laughs> All right. 
Um, I watched Wellington Paranormal. Oh, yes. Getting deep into that. Yes. I, I hadn't seen that before. And I love what we do in the shadows. Like, yes. the third season's just started. That is like my number one. I, watched, right the, I like, watched like the first two episodes of the, the US series of that. And I yeah. like, I struggled a bit because I, I fucking love the film. Um, um, but I should get yeah, back into I would it. say continue because yeah. it's it's. I would say season two and what we've seen of season three is better than. I mean, we're talking non-stop comedy bliss. Love it. So Wellington Paranormal is set in the same universe as these um, vampires that live together in New York, Stanton Island, New York. So that's the US series, and then we go over to Wellington in New Zealand, same universe. We've got paranormal police detect uh, police detectives. With the Auckland news, yeah, the Auckland Police Service, and they just go around finding goofy shit like zombies in Auckland and shit like that. It's it's goofy as st- shit like ghosts haunting plastic bags and stuff. It's all very tongue in cheek <laughs> New Zealand humour. That sounds really enjoy it. Endearing as hell. Yeah, it's very delightful and very silly. Very nice. All right, uh, thanks everyone for listening to this week's episode. If you want to check out any of the content, you can go to www dot well hyphen play dot com dot au nearly got lost there but we we made it uh yeah thanks for listening have a good weekend hopefully all your dreams come true at sony's presser uh and we'll speak to you next week bianca welcome thank you thanks for having me thanks for being on thanks for the rest of you yeah fuck yeah bye so rude Goodbye. Bye, good friends. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>